0: Life is good for Hambone. Hambone got this sweet pad out here on Bloodfart Lake. Hambone got a boat. Hambone gonna enjoy life on his sweet dock that Hambone own. I don't think life ever been this good for Hambone and I don't think life ever gonna be this good for Hambone. Just saying, handbone's probably going to die. Welcome, everybody, to episode 70 of Schlockernaut, where we travel to the edge of the cinematic universe to watch and discuss all types of films, even, though, even those that cost probably uh, the same amount as like two value meals at McDonald's or something.
1: I spent more on this show, pretty sure.
0: Yeah. My name is Doc. I'm here with my buddy Steve. Uh, Steve Bone, as I'm nice. going to call you probably for the rest of the show, Steve nice. Bone. Nice. Now on to the show. We so, are talking about two thousand eight. Terror at Bloodfart Lake, not to be confused with terror on Bloodfart Lake.
1: <laughs> I know when, when you after our last show, Cobra, which is a great show, um great you show. Would, you had told me when we were speaking post show, you know, I and mean, we've done a lot of a lot of fun, a lot of fluff, a lot of a lot of tasty treats lately. We really we need to hit a classic. And I, I was well, certain you know. <laughs> certain that it was either gonna be like Citizen Kane, the Godfather or Terror at Bloodfart Lake. I was almost positive it was gonna be one of those three.
0: One of the things I think we've done really good is like hit studio pictures, hit independent movies, hit eighties films, hit it. But we've always been really good at like trying to um delve a little deeper. And what's crazy is this isn't that deep, man. Like once I did some research for this movie, like we should have been talking about Deceiver multiverse a long time ago. <laughs> Like, this should have been in my repertoire. These arrows should have been in my quiver a long time ago. Because, you know, we're horror fans. We're movie fans. How did we not know about this guy until now? I don't know. Uh,
1: another another thing I should make clear when we're talking about this movie is anytime I say the word movie, I'm putting quotes up. Like, movie. Like, I love this quote quote movie. Because I don't even think it's movie length, is it?
0: An hour and 13. Just shy. 2008's Terror at... Blood fart lake. Just shot. So, it. yeah, I mean, would you consider this a short or a, or an actual? No. I, I think it has all the elements of a film in it.
1: Yeah, I It has you I know the
0: three acts. So there's people in it. There's dialogue. Somebody directed it. I know somebody shot it because I saw their reflection in the uh, <laughs> windows a couple times. So, um, so let's get on to it, if, man. If let's if,
1: do it. if if we didn't do this show. For movies like this, I don't know why we did this show. Like, This is exactly the reason that we started Schlockernaut to begin with, basically.
0: Yeah. If you like Conjoined, or if you liked our conversation about uh, Bubba the Redneck Werewolf, or... Um, what's another one we Attack did? of the
1: Killer Shrews.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. If you like those those podcasts, those episodes, you're going to love the crap out of this one.
1: Yeah, I think the text I sent to most people, because I was letting a couple of the fellas know when they asked you, what are you going to do next, uh, was basically... It's Terror at Bloodfart Lake. It's on Amazon. You don't have to watch it. Because I, I'm guessing 1 out of 10, 1 out of 20 people, this is going to be a love-hate movie. It, there's going to be you either love this movie or you're not going to enjoy it at all is my take on that's, this one.
0: That's what's funny. So we're going to delve into that a little bit. Um, if you look at IMDb, um, that's exactly what you see in the ratings. I believe it. Yeah. It's a 9 for some people, 9, 10. And then for others, it's a one. It's like if yeah. you, you know, why is this director alive? You know, why would they, um, foist this out into the world and and make us all suffer? And then other people are like, this is probably the worst best movie I've ever seen.
1: I think I think in my notes at like the eight minute mark, I put this might be my new favorite movie. That was eight minutes in. I was like, okay, so I already know right now that this is this is a me- This is a Steve movie for sure.
0: Yeah. So this is a low budget. Uh, pictures production, right? Which is uh, headed up uh, low budget pictures or productions? Did we? Did pictures. We I believe.
1: Oh, wait. Should we do fake sponsor and everything before we do the movie? Yeah, let's, yeah, go let's ahead. get it. Okay. So uh, go ahead. Do your fake sponsor. I'll, I'll get all this going.
0: My fake sponsor, but hopefully real sponsor one day is Fright Rags. Nice. Loved by horror fans and probably the only company in the industry to actually have licenses to produce all the shirts that they do. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you've heard of Fright Rags, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I even looked. Okay. I was a little bit curious if anybody in the movie was a part of the actual Fright, Rag, Fright Rags team. So I went to their website, looked at the About Us to see if I could match up any names from the cast because it's mentioned enough in the movie that I thought maybe there was a connection. So you know?
0: the character Billy Garberina, I think. Yeah. He plays a character named Ben. And Ben, I think his name's Scribner.
1: No, Billy Garbarina's Hambone.
0: Okay, you're right. Uh, Billy Garberina's is Hambone, and he's also. Um, the killer, the right. scarecrow killer, at the end. So um, later on, we'll talk about. But one of the characters in the in the uh, film, his name is Ben, which is based on the actual COO, CEO, okay. and founder of Fright Rags. Okay. So I knew there had yeah.
1: to be a connection because it comes up way too much to, to be. And yeah. I thought,
0: I thought that eventually the uh, Ben, the actual you know owner of Fright Rags, was in one of the uh, low budget pictures movies at some point. But I may be mistaken.
1: Good stuff. All right, my uh, fake sponsor is Fiddlesticks. Now, I picked that word because, I don't know, did you catch the uh, Scarecrow killer use the word Fiddlesticks after one of his kills? <laughs> do, do you know what that is? I had to look it up. I had no clue what that was.
0: Dude, that is something my grandfather said. My it, Like, to this day, to make my brother laugh, if we're at a family gathering and, and things are going off the rails, I'll look over at my brother and I'll just, like... Put my head in my hands and I'll say, like, fiddle sticks. Fiddle sticks. That's what my grandfather used to do all the time.
1: But any clue the origin of the fiddle stick? No, not at all. Let me enlighten you and everybody. Fiddlesticks are a traditional instrument used to add percussion to old-time or Cajun fiddle music, allowing two people to play the fiddle at one time. So basically uh-huh. while well, one person so is fiddling we're fiddling, yeah. While well, one person's using the bow and their their fingers on the fretboard, another person would use a pair of straws or knitting needles and they would tap out a rhythm on the strings between the two hands. That's a fiddle stick.
0: Wow, okay.
1: So everybody So why do learned. they
0: murmur it under their breath whenever things go wrong?
1: <laughs> oh, fiddlesticks.
0: I don't know. <laughs> fiddlesticks. <laughs> I don't know, but maybe that was like a source of like stress relief where like two people or maybe that that could be code for like something else like oh you want to go play some fiddle sticks if you know what i'm talking about
1: (laughs) two dudes one fiddle is that the? (laughs) (laughs) that's what
0: i got out of that (laughs) all right Uh.
1: all right right, let me play as a spoiler warning we'll get to it let's do it now these old schlockanaut boys are going to be diving deep into a pond here in hazard county this show is going to be spoiled worse than the eggs and uncle jesse's sack
0: All right, so can you guess the IMDb rating for this movie?
1: Okay, so I'm going to use some math here. I'm going to say 1 out of 10 or 1 out of 20 people liked it. So I'm going to say, is it, a, is it in the low 30%? It's
0: it's going to be uh, a number out of 10, but it could be a number with, you the know, point, a decimal a point, point
1: okay. I'll
0: say 3.6, yeah, 3.6. It's right on. Dude. No kidding. Dead on it. Seriously. No, that is dead on it. That is the number math which is crazy to me which which basically shows that imdb doesn't mean diddly squad yeah pretty much <laughs> because i mean i can imagine me sitting down watching you know low budget picture films uh with friends for sure like nonstop. because chris siever he is the writer producer director not producer but writer director of most of the low budget picture films And he's our age, and he's had um, a particularly um, different, I guess, childhood than, I don't know. Uh, His parents both had him when he was 16 years old, so he was raised by his grandparents. And I'm sure they gave him anything he wanted, so he's basically just like gorged himself on pop culture throughout his entire life, which shows in this movie.
1: Yeah, way, actually for me, too many pop culture references in this movie.
0: They were coming, and they were very specific. So, like, the, the this movie spoke to me, and then I watched another movie. I'll talk about that later, too. I watched another low-budget pictures movie, and that spoke to me, too, <laughs> because he's our age. Uh, he's was raised—you know, I was a middle kid, so basically I raised myself watching movies and video games and all that stuff. So that—like, you know, like the jokes about Peter Steele and Glenn Danzig and stuff like that, that all just, like—that was right up my alley, man. It
1: doesn't— and this could be a me thing, but and this is, I'm not speaking directly towards this movie, but movies in general, when they have too many pop culture references, I think it it um it dates the movie a little bit. And I'm not saying that this movie is going to withstand the test of time, and in 50 years people are going to look back at it. But I'm saying a movie that was no, in like absolutely. this the early 70s, let's say, like a you know popular movie that had too many pop culture references from maybe the early 60s or 50s now i wouldn't get those references like i wouldn't know who this guy is or that music was or this band and i think if you put too much of that in a movie you're you're taking the risk of
0: dating la- of sure.
1: later people thinking like well who the heck is that you know or what what is that reference a little bit
0: you're pigeonholing this movie into a particular era that you know Twenty years from now, people aren't going to know the Peter Steele reference. Peter Steele's been dead for what ten years now. The lead singer, of typo, negative rest in peace. Um, they make that joke. You know, Glenn Danzig, lead singer of the Misfits, singer Danzig. They make a joke with him. Uh, a lot of, lot of tongue in cheek. A lot of, um, like even the tropes in the movie, like the 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 um, basis of the movie, like the plot is stolen from other movies like the burning yeah. and things of that right. nature. Right. Which, yeah, they even
1: bring it up in the movie. It's a little mod.
0: I think they do. Don't they? Yeah, they, Like they wear their horror roots on their sleeve and the fright rags and everything else. So yeah. like, and that's, what's fun about a Sea Reverse movie is the actors have to provide their own costumes.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Y- this would be a perfect like uh doc birthday movie. Maybe, maybe not the main feature, but a before and after the people that are willing to stay late, of uh, Drink the extra beer. I think this is this is right right in that uh, right in that what you oh, yeah. need for that.
0: And I think w- what it lacks in in budget, um, they definitely like try to write very creatively and trying to bring. It's it's like a poor man's you know Quint, Tar- Quentin Tarantino. Right, 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 right. Because I mean the dialogue is good. Like that handbone thing. That's the opening of the movie. <laughs> that's yep. uh, Billy Garberina basically riffing on a flip phone to himself. That whole thing. Where he's setting it up, like the cabin's ready to go. He does some sort of like a, a riff on like who's on first or whatever with the left,
1: left and right, left,
0: right, yeah. right, bitch. You know. Um, but if if you notice underneath the surface, um, I think Seaver's also setting this up. Like this guy's bragging about how perfect his life is and he he's going to live forever yeah. and his life is perfect nothing's ever going to happen to him like life couldn't get any better you know he's going to die
1: it's it's the dude in the in the army movie that shows you a picture of his best girl back home You're like well <laughs> he's screwed
0: or it's yeah. or it's the guy who's like you know it's his last day at he's work retiring yeah. he's retiring tomorrow so of course he's going to have the worst day of his his life um, it's like that but on a budget of you know one roll of toilet paper.
1: <laughs> I got a real uh, white tea vibe off that dude. Did you get like from uh, Black Devil's Doll? Did you catch that a little?
0: Oh yeah, total oh, yeah. white tea vibe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Handbones gonna live forever. Yeah, and he doesn't because he is immediately um, killed by the scarecrow guy. I guess.
1: <laughs> sure, and that was a uh, that 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 way of dying off the dock with the, coming off the water's been done. Plenty of times before. So you know, you'd seen it coming a hundred miles away, but it doesn't matter. The character was but it, on it's on purpose. It's on purpose. Yeah. yeah. The character's fun. And he gives you enough exposition to understand that people are coming to the lake. If he's not there, they're supposed to talk to the caretaker. You get everything you need to know out of this dude, leaving a voicemail or talking to his girl. And I thought that was a pretty tidy way to get, get the movie started. You know, oh get dude, he,
0: he's a master at like making sure all the ends are covered. that the, yeah. the knots are tied up. Um, just to get the movie going for yeah. <laughs> you know saying yeah. with, with nothing to show except for dialogue. Right. So there is an awful lot of dialogue in this movie. So that's probably why, you know, I don't want to go over every joke. It's kind of like Kentucky fried movie. I don't want right. to hit every joke, but I, I do want to talk about some of them to, because they made me laugh and I thought it was fun.
1: Yeah. I I took uh, samples very hit and miss. Cause I didn't want it. This whole just be a clip show of jokes from the movie. Cause that would just detract from the movie i think in general um and and me and doc have said before we have trouble not trouble but we do shy away from comedies because we don't want to just regurgitate a bunch of jokes badly that was done well on screen with no visuals um that's not what we're here you know to do but this movie had i think enough uh i'm not going to call it horror but it had enough fun stuff going on screen that i think we could still have a good time with it
0: it's a shotgun effect right just like shoot it at the wall and see what sticks yeah and there is a lot he shot at the wall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Uh, so, handbones played by Billy Garbarina. He's a uh, Siever film regular. Uh, he's also, fun fact, a professional juggler, juggler which is uh, He's not quite risen to the level of like semi-pro yo-yoist, but he's there. He's getting there.
1: Well, do we know for sure he doesn't have yo-yo skills? Because sometimes those go hand in hand. You know, we so might need to do a little more. Yo
0: or live in the same world. They're in the uh, same yeah, that's, status,
1: that's a skill toy category, and I believe he might be proficient in both.
0: Yeah, he also plays the uh, the killer at the end. Spoiler alert: um, What's his name? Jimmy Von Brunt, or something like that. Mm, the yes. scarecrow killer. Yep. Uh, so the way I, I've done a little bit of research on this, the way Chris Seaver basically casts his film is somewhat similar to how you cast your podcast. It's like, are you available? Yeah, well, and do you puts a mirror in front of their face, uh, checks to see if they're breathing. But he, he basically schedules all of his actors first. Hey, I'm going to be making a movie. Are you going to be available on these dates? Which is typically uh, a shoot for the Sea Reverse for low-budget pictures is normally like 48 to 72 hours. Wow, that okay? quick, huh? Okay. Yeah. So he finds out which actors will be free and available to film the movie, and then he writes the script with those actors in mind. Sure, why not? So, yeah, I mean, like, very efficient, right? Yeah. And uh, even Debbie Rashan on a couple of things I saw where she was talking about Chris Seaver, Debbie Rashan's a uh, renowned scream queen. She's like, he is the only person I know of that can... F- film in sequential order and almost edit the movie in camera while he's filming the movie Nice, because his vision is so clear with what he wants. That's cool, man. So he'll actually, I think Debbie Rashawn said that she actually did a film, uh, a low budget picture, and she showed them uh, Tara, it was a movie she was in, whatever it was. She showed them her movie that she made with Chris Seaver to show them like how he did it. So she was trying to teach other low budget, you know, directors how to do the same thing that Seaver was doing. Cause he think he probably has 60 to 70 films in his repertoire awesome. and all of them have been released.
1: That's great, man.
0: Like if you pull up Chris siever just search him on Tubi, which is where I watch this movie, by the way, you do the same.
1: No, I watch mine on Amazon prime.
0: Yeah. Mine was on, so it's, it's available on Amazon prime and Tubi. Um, every movie he's made on there, there's a, just a shit ton of content that he's created. That's been released to the world. So, uh, I know a lot of people who've made, you know, I think I told you about my brother-in-law. His, uh, He produced a movie, helped finance a movie that had, you know, Academy Award winning actors and it was never released. And it, it cost a lot of money, dude, <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it was made and it was just, it never got any circulation. So that's, there's something to be said about
1: that's that. That's a, it's a feat in itself. Yeah, the dude's getting it done.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, and then... The actors in his movies aren't paid. They have to provide their own cost. I'm sure, like Seaver provides the terrible mustaches and and mullets, um, which we'll talk about later. Some of uh, I don't know if you noticed. There's certain staples in a Chris Seaver movie, a low budget pictures movie, um, that makes it his universe, which we'll talk about. See if you notice some of that. Okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, something to be said about that man.
1: Yeah, that's really cool.
0: Um. He hangs up, and at that point, when he hangs up the phone, he's giving somebody directions. I don't know who. He calls him a bitch, which he could be talking about Snake or Ben or any of the people in the car to be a bitch. Yeah. And uh, hangs up, and his inner monologue becomes his outer monologue, where he starts talking about his life is perfect and whatnot. And uh, I think that's all part of the joke, right? Yeah, of course. He he, he wants you to know that this is a joke. And uh, just so you know, Hambone's going to live forever in my heart. Yeah,
1: me too. Him and white tea. <laughs> yeah.
0: Handbone gonna live forever. Uh I I thought it was a do you think he was actually trying to scare you with that jump scare? Because I don't.
1: No, no, I, I no, not at all. I think it was just a little nod to all the other it's it's setting you up for the what you're gonna see, the all the other horror movies that have done the same thing, yeah. You
0: know? It's like even when handbone gets attacked, basically the uh, party city scarecrow character um jumps out of the water and he makes this ridiculous Horrified face, and it freeze frames and turns red, and we get the title card, and whatever. Um, uh, actually, I don't think we get the title card. We cut to a, a like some silly ass kung fu montage with Thunder Ambrose,
1: yeah. That goes to your credits, and that, that's got the chick, uh, Nicola Fiore, I think is her name. I'm not
0: Nicola Fiora, she's an actual, I would consider her a screen, scream queen as well. She's I would got, too, yeah. Uh, 55 credits to her name, yeah. uh, she's done trauma films, she's done all sorts of stuff, and she's willing to take out them girls and shake them for you.
1: Yeah. She, she's the only one on IMDB that even has a picture. Um, yep. But yeah, I, Which looked, I thought not
0: as weird because I mean like, dude, if I was in a Seaver film, I'd put my picture all put over it. All it. I'd but put my picture over.
1: I did look through her other, uh, a bunch of her other films and they, they looked pretty decent. There's a lot of shots of her bloody and screaming and, and cool outfits. It looks like she's done some really cool stuff. I wouldn't mind, um, you know, checking that stuff out later too.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, do you think she's an actual MMA artist because um she used all styles of combat <laughs> yeah. um uh, she did a high heel high kick um she did uh goofy face intimidation tactics
1: That Bruce Lee come she, to me fingers uh yeah
0: she did a wooden dowel rod uh, kata um she also at one point uh pulled off a reanimator stuffed cat defense did yeah, you catch that I did.
1: yeah what about the van <laughs> so, dam she did the van dam splits
0: Oh, she did? Yeah. Somebody had her tied up? Yep. <laughs> so at one point during this montage of training for th- uh, the character Thunder Ambrosia, which <laughs> <laughs> she's got away with way with the uh, English language, I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, she switched um, between
1: that. Uh, she did a lot of that Carrie Fisher the, um, switch to British for no reason, <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> stuff. <laughs> but I'm telling you, man, if you're going to give me credits, especially low-budget credits, this is the way to do it. This is it, man. You give me something to look at. It's fun. It was goofy. She was making funny faces. She was doing some some gung-fu. Credits... It, I think we've seen probably some of the best credits ever in our low-budget stuff uh, compared to the big-budget stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they, they have to use ingenuity and... Um uniqueness in their films. Yeah. They can't just... But, like I said, I say that, and then he throws a stuffed animal in her face and she wrestles with it just like, you know, Dr. Herbert West did yeah. in Reanimator. So, you know he's a horror fan. Just when you see that, you're like, oh, I recognize that. Yeah. I see what he's trying to do here. Yeah. So, um, literally, the actors, you, you can already tell with Hambone and Thunder Ambrosia that these actors are just hamming it up. They're having a good time. I, I mean, if they're not having a good time, I couldn't tell because... You can't do that shit without just laughing. Right. I, I, it, would cut, you know? yeah, it would be impossible. It would be impossible. Yeah, yeah. And I have seen some behind the scenes stuff with Chris Seaver and the actors. You know he he gets what he wants, and then the actors just keep going and going and going because they're trying to make people laugh. It looks like. Yeah, they made
1: themselves so, laugh a few times. Did you catch them like covering their oh, mouth? Yeah. Or, yeah.
0: Yeah. Did you Did you uh, Did you see the uh, teen ape walk on too?
1: No, but I saw the credit, and I was like, "What the hell was it? Oh, was that was that at the end um, with of her at credit end of the scene? Montage, yes, she pulls yes, the money out of her bra, and she it pays, pays teen the ape. Teen Ape. Yes, um, I did see it.
0: Teen Ape better get his money. And uh, that is a Seaververse movie recurring character. There are actually movies that he's made, like Teen, teen Ape versus Sex Squatch, gotcha. things of that nature. So, you know, when people who love low budget pictures see Teen Ape, that's what they want. That's what they've come for. And I'll tell you later. That some of the characters in this movie I've wa- I started watching other Seaver films and other characters from this movie recur in his other movies. So there's a, there's
1: awesome. a there's a seaver verse, is what you're telling me.
0: There is a seaver multiverse, okay. yes. That Lou DeCampa, <laughs> my favorite person ever. <laughs> he's, he's great. Lou DeChampa lives. That's why I could not stop sending you guys those
1: it's so good.
0: <laughs> so Ah, uh, now we go on to our Evil Dead homage. I don't yep. know if you caught that, totally, but the uh, yep. the group of teens driving in a car yeah. uh, through the woods, a cabin, a <laughs> a, the woods to a cabin to a cabin in the woods. Yep. Uh, and of course, the car breaks down, and it breaks down because Snake used the gas money on munchies. Because you you can tell in the first three seconds of him being on the screen, he's the like stoner loser. Yeah, right. Snake, because his dialogue is basically, "All right, man." Yeah
1: no way. <laughs>
0: Fucking metal, bro. Yeah, yeah. So the car runs out of gas. Ben gets out. He's upset. Uh, I guess you couldn't tell by his acting, but <laughs> the words said, he, the words said he was angry. And, uh, that's good. Uh, That's really good. But yeah, so he gave snake $30 to fill up the tank and he spent $5 on gas and the rest of it on munchies. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's the that's one issue I did have with the movie is like you would be introduced to the characters and then again you would be reintroduced to the characters and then again every time a new actor came into the movie, you would meet the characters all over again. It
1: I didn't bother me. Yeah, I mean, this movie is the characters. Without the characters, that that's it. There is no... That's it. So it, I, didn't, yeah, I, I didn't have an
0: issue with it. I, I would say like he knows that if you don't care about the characters, you don't care if they die. So he, he's trying to... And they're all stock characters, man. This is you know the American pie of of low budget horror movies because everybody, you know, there's the jock, the stoner, the you know the nerd, the drama club the, chick, the, the goth, the flapper, yeah. the flapper, <laughs> yeah.
1: the, the goth chick, <laughs> the goth chick, yeah, the New Jersey, the New Jersey guy who was awesome too, oh, by the way,
0: totally who awesome. loved uh, Kip Winger. Yeah. <laughs>
1: He ended every sent he ended every sentence with ay <laughs> <laughs> they
0: would they so would good. come into a scene and he was still a <laughs> from the from the previous cut. <laughs> so, good. so the greatest intro ever, Leo DeChampa, <laughs> <laughs> pops up out of the middle of this the scene. Between all four and, of Yeah, and he just chews through the dialogue, man, and he's got the worst mullet. And mustache combo, I think, has ever been filmed. Oh, it was so good. His mustache looked like a black comb, you know, scotch tape to his face.
1: It was terrible. But out of the people that I did show cuts to, um, he was a fan favorite. Like, everybody was like, that dude's funny. Like, everyone liked it.
0: He was so fun When he would just uh, push the air out through his mustache. Yeah, and mustache. <laughs>
1: sometimes it would half fall off. Like, half of it would peel away from his lip. <laughs>
0: that was good i saw spoiler alert leo de champa's in another movie i'll talk about later at one point he had something it may have been this movie even it's all just mashing together but he had like white shit on his that's this movie and he's like you're making my mustache come
1: yeah that was this movie yeah
0: okay yeah oh uh dude he was, awesome. he was he was he was absolutely awesome, and he I guess when they drove past Leo while he was walking down the street, they threw tra- trash at him. So he actually, again, dated himself. He referenced that Indian commercial about the uh, littering. Yeah, It looks so, like some Native American crying on the side of the road? <laughs> yeah.
1: I got I so what I did because I didn't know what quite to, what to do with audio on this one. Uh, again, I didn't want to just play the jokes, but what I did do is I took a little sn- snippet of each of them talking so that you could. If you if you don't watch the movie, you could get a feel for like the the character they were going for. And I've also tried to. I mean, I wrote down so many characters where, like it's a mashup of this person and that person. So if you want, I could play him as you speak about him, and then we can we can try to figure out what what the actual voice they were looking for is.
0: Okay, let's do it. All
1: right, we'll start with Leo since he's the first. Hold one. on
0: a second. So Leo de Champa is a Seaver Steady. His name is Josh Swear. S-U-I-R-E. swear. swear
1: swear
0: uh, he helped with the story for for Blood Fart Lake. Story, so clearly, the story for what? Blood Fart Lake. So he watched movies and said, "Hey, we should do a movie there, like Evil Dead." There's a um, story.
1: That's news yeah. to me.
0: And he's also he's also the director of cult classic Humple Foreskin.
1: <laughs> How did we not do that one? All right, we'll put write that it's one poetry,
0: down. Man. That, poetry man, goddamn poetry.
1: Write that that one down for, for a year from today. That's what
0: we're doing right there. So. I've come to find out, dude, like, it's like the "Buy the Horns guys. It's like the power of these movies is is based on the title. You know I mean, if you'd called this, like, Evil Cabin, it wasn't, wouldn't be as cool as Terror at Blood Fart Lake.
1: No, no, there was a couple, like, uh, Dave was one of them when he asked what the movie we were doing, and I said it, and he's like, of course you are. Like, it, it, that name alone was like, yeah, I'm sure that's what you're doing next. They, they, it, uh. it makes an impact. It's not just the terror. I'd
0: love to see over the top on the on the list. Over the top, Cobra, Terror <laughs> All
1: right, so here's a cut of Leo uh, waxing on. I don't even know what part of the movie this is from. I just took random cuts. But just so you can get a feel for his, his delivery and what he's all about.
0: I'm Leo DeCampa, and I'll blast ass if anyone tries to step on my toes. How about you?
1: <laughs> How about you? So...
0: so- uh, and I had this in my notes later, but I'm going to talk about it now. Leo Champa is my friend Jeff Daughtry.
1: He t- talks like that?
0: He, he would do characters like that. Yeah, that's great. That guy was probably the funniest person I've ever known in my entire life. Like, I remember one time, you're probably not going to find this funny, but for some reason this is, I was near death laughing so hard. I see him, like, carving into the desk in school, right? And he is like, Carved into the desk, uh, just a random group of letters. Okay, like B B R P L T B R T, and he gets to the end of it. It's like sixteen letters long, and he gets to the end of it. He goes, "I like to write what farts sound like." <laughs>
1: oh, he really? That's that's the um, that's the visual rep, <laughs> visual representation.
0: So then, after he, after he says that. He goes through all the letters and like sounds it out perfectly like a fart. like. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. It's good. <laughs> it's so stupid. Uh, but he would, he would do characters. He, uh, he actually created a metal band in uh, Tennessee where it's based on Ronald McDonald and all the characters in the group. I know it sounds like Mac Sabbath, but he was doing Mac Sabbath before that was a thing.
1: <laughs> I think he's called so into he, the show before because he did a real good country voice, didn't he?
0: No, I don't think he. I don't know if he listens to the show. Or not. Jeff Schaefer has called into the show quite a bit from back home, but I don't think Daughtry, I haven't talked to that guy in probably twenty five years. But he was literally the hands down the funniest guy, and he would sound like Leo de doing that's great, like characters and shit. So, so speaking of Leo, I think he sounds like I'm
1: getting. I'm going to give you a bunch of bunch of characters here. Um, well, first I'll give you this because I made the cut.
0: Then I'm going to cuff you and stuff you
1: because I did catch a little Roscoe in the delivery, right? A little bit of Roscoe. But yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I'm going to throw in there a little sling blade. I caught a little a little sling blade, a little bit of foghorn leghorn, um, <laughs> maybe a little bit of Macho Man Randy Savage.
0: Yeah, oh yeah.
1: And maybe the Water Boy to finish it all out. <laughs> <A
0: little occasion. laughs>
1: so I think if you take all those put together, you get a pretty good Leo. If you're a, you know, if you're looking oh, for that voice.
0: <laughs> the other movie I saw him in, he did that character again just perfectly, dude. It was so good. That's great. All right. Uh, and the way he would just end the end the dialogue with "How about you? Or what you think about that?" Yeah, or, yeah. yeah,
1: he was he was a, he was definitely a favorite.
0: Yeah, uh, it's the and I think also you know he's doing that what typical like local crazy that warns the group not to go up to that dang blood fart lake because it's cursed.
1: You don't want to go out there; it's cursed. I tell you what, you yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Them, oh yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he tells him a little bit about the legend of uh, retard scarecrow Jimmy Van Brunt.
1: Yeah, while he's filling up, he he does offer to uh, fill up their tank for him. So as he's filling up the tank, which is he's peeing in the tank, he opens it up and takes a Champa piss. Diesel in the, man, of <laughs> diesel. He tells the whole story of of the of the curse uh, or the terror at the lake, which I thought was a pretty efficient way to get to get the story done. Plus, it was fun. You get to you know, it, it, and if you're really not paying attention, they don't really draw your attention that he's pissing in the gas tank he's literally he's he's "Ah, there.
0: i'm gonna do you one better i know you threw uh well he says, i know you threw uh trash on me but you're going up for that one sexy crazy weekend before you start your schooling i'm gonna give you a free tank of gas and so he just walks up nonchalantly pulls down his pants starts pissing in the gas tank while he tells the story of uh jimmy van brunt yep who was uh, burnt alive in a scarecrow costume that he hid in for protection i guess
1: got lost in a cornfield and the local kids that didn't like him burnt down the cornfield he crawled into the scarecrow's outfit cuz he thought it would keep him safe was what i gathered from the from this tale right.
0: so we have basically the burning yeah which you've seen i'm sure so I have not. What's funny? Not seen the. Burn. You haven't seen the burn. Remember when
1: yeah. we did Madman? I told you I really want to see that. Yeah, uh, we need to so uh, remedy
0: reference. that ASAP, man. Because uh, Aaron's going to hate you if you haven't seen that film. Yeah, no, I really want so.
1: to. I really want to though.
0: So the goth girl Meredith, uh, I guess, orgasms five times just from hearing the spooky story.
1: Meredith slash Sally, I think was Sally was her name too.
0: Yeah. W- so immediately when she said that, I knew she was going for the uh, Nightmare Before Cri- Christmas vibe. Yep. which she confirms later, so she's basically your. Quintessential hot topic goth chick.
1: Yeah, everything's that, dark and 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 the world is is a cesspool and eternal shadows and pain's embrace and that that chick.
0: Yeah. She literally said I orgasm five times from that story. So yeah. let's get to the cottage ASAP so I can corpse fuck uh the scarecrow and also just just you know, anything you would see at Hot Topic or that's popular culture she's into. Yeah. Robert Smith from the Cure, blah blah blah. So um, Leo's exit is as abrupt as his entrance, and he's basically just uh, heads out. And they start drive. So he says during his dialogue, "You got half a day's drive to get to the cottage," and they film the entire drive when they get back in the car to the cottage. and It was literally less than a block away. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. that's all right though. Efficiency <laughs> yeah. is needed here. Yeah, it's fine.
0: Yeah, and then there's another Seaver staple. Um, while they're driving, you get a ample sampling of ska music.
1: Yeah, I noticed a lot of weird. The music in this was all over the place. You know what I did catch though in the background was a ton of. It reminded me of conjoined, uh, like that free use classical. The classical music was oh, in the background yeah, quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, absolutely. And then it would be ska, like a, a ska band, and then it would it would jump to rock at a certain point, And the music was really disjointed. It was all over the place. It
0: didn't bother Every me. Every time somebody's was, killed is like the uh, blackest of black metal you've ever heard. It right. basically it sounds like somebody turned on a garbage disposal and filled it with glass.
1: Yeah. Yeah, a lot of classical, a lot of ska, like a, a weird mix. But it was fine because the movie's weird as shit anyway. So who, you know, who cares about that?
0: So they uh, get to the cottage. They call it not a cab, the cottage,
1: beautiful cabin though. Uh, that shit was dope. Yeah. It looked like the Twilight, the
0: and dude. House you know, Twilight. researching Seaver stuff. Like everybody in his small town knows him. So, they give him access to any location awesome. he wants. He has filmed everywhere. And that shows in the production value, right? Yeah. If you have actual locations to film in, like a grocery store or gas station, it's just going to make it that. I mean, because Conjoined was basically all sets, it looked like pretty much, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Same with the uh, monster sets, all that stuff, except for the yeah, factory. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Except for the end of it. At, yeah. But I mean, and he, you know, a couple of the actors in the behind the scenes stuff have said, like, that's, that's a choice that he makes. He could do it on a set, but he makes those choices to, and so it it shows that he's actually a valid director.
1: Scouting locations.
0: Yep, Yep. doing the work beforehand to find out what he's got available to write those scenes into his movies.
1: No, there was a cabin. It was beautiful. There was a lake. It was nice. So it was a good. I thought it was a good backdrop uh, for you know the fun that was going to happen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I have my uh, notes and- here.
1: To see if you agree or not, Doc. Because um, I was kind of just get this movie. I was just you're just getting into it now. We're about ten fifteen minutes in, and I was I was getting a real vibe of something. I was trying to place it. Um, of course, some of the other movies we mentioned, but you know how the overacting and the weird cutscenes it reminded me of a little bit of Pink Flamingos, a little bit and a little oh, bit of Aquabats. I had a little bit of fun with it, like Aquabats do with their overacting. Oh yeah. And, and so if I pushed the darkness of Pink Flamingos with the goofiness of Aquabats, I kind of. I kind of felt that in this uh, at this Perfect point. Mashup, right? yeah. Perfect mashup, man. Perfect mashup. Yeah,
0: that tone. There was that tone. Like, I, you know, they're making goofy pop culture jokes, but then they're also talking about masturbating with shit in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you know, they get pretty dark sometimes, and the kills are definitely. Sexualized and over the top. I mean, dude, there's a full on like jizz shot in this movie.
1: Surprised. Yeah, I didn't think that this must be unrated then because I don't think you can put bodily yeah. fluids in an R. I don't think.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely MA for sure yeah. on Tubi. Uh, and then we get to meet Caspian. Yep. <laughs> Which is the same character as Leo DeChampa, Josh Swears. Yep. And basically, he tells the kids to beat it, right? And uh, just kidding. He wants you to bring those tight groins back. He is basically Hambone's cottage taker. Do you have a uh, clip of his voice? I,
1: Caspian, I think, is the one I didn't take, uh, and I don't know why. So I'm sorry.
0: That's all right. But uh, can everybody you describe else. him?
1: Uh, oh, oh, very, I'm talking extreme overacting. Um, very feminine, I would say, kind of. Kind of. Afro like, wig. Afro uh, white dude wearing a black Afro wig. A shirt that would say "I do me." Um, he was all over the place. He'd go from like crying to laughing to snarling. Uh, Everything he said we was love
0: making beast.
1: Yeah, everything he said was over the top and a big proclamation. Nothing subtle. Um, in most cases, this character I don't think would have worked for me. For most movies, it would have just been annoying. It did not bother me in this movie because it just matched what was going on with everything else. Oh, yeah. um, but nothing you would see out of a normal person ever. I don't think.
0: I, I did notice sometimes, like I think you know, my assessment earlier about how they would try and make the director laugh. I think some of the takes, you can see that they had, they've given their dialogue and then they throw something at the end of the take just as an in joke for people who like low budget picture movies. You know what I'm saying? Totally. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll talk about that later, but you could see like, and so I've got some questions later if it was actually in the script or if it was the actor trying to get the director and cast okay. the crew to laugh. Okay. okay. Good. Yep. Um, so I, like at one point, you meet Caspian; he's over the top. He, of course, he has to declare who he is, so everybody, you know, watching knows um, him and Meredith, Sally. Um, they argue over who is the best fantasy-inspired female-led metal band.
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: And, and we all know it's Creed. Ah, um, uh, so while they're having that discussion, though, I don't know if you noticed, but you could clearly see the cameraman filming in the reflection in the window. Yeah, this,
1: this is not the only time you could see him in the background. Which is, oh, yeah. it, it, who, who gives a shit? It didn't matter. It was fun.
0: Yeah, and like the back and forth between Caspian and Zebes, I think is his name. The, the guy who loves uh, 80s metal and shit. he's no, like,
1: is Jersey guy.
0: Yeah, Jersey yeah. guy, but he uh, he's always talking about Kip Winger and Docking and shit yeah. like that. Um, the dialogue between those two in a nutshell is just what this movie's about. It's just like um, immature comedy, and they're parroting other well-known sex romps and horror films. Like I had, you know, you've got your American Pie, like I talked about, your Porkies your um, Revenge of the nerds like there's a lot of that dialogue mixed in with this and if you see the behind the scenes while the the cast and crew are talking about making these movies you'll see meatballs posters in the background yeah. uh, because and this is their personal space so I'm sure they took all of those into account making this movie too
1: absolutely they're a fan did you want me to play a little bit of zeeb since we brought him up since I got one of each is um, now yeah, of a good course. time again it yeah. might not be in order but just so you get a feel for the character here you go yeah
0: Freaking ghoulish, right? That's why I always date gothic chicks, cause they have low self esteem to be taken advantage of my super powerful popularness. <laughs> yeah, you way way yo. You know that's funny because you know a lot of the actors in Seaver's projects would talk about how they have said words on on film for him that they've never even heard right. before. <laughs> you can tell he's got a, a verbose vocabulary. He's <laughs> and he's got a particular vision for those characters too, because that's exactly how that guy's supposed to sound.
1: it did make me laugh, and I'll give you who I got for him in terms of uh, voices. I'm going to go with—I uh, might be dating myself here—but Vinny Barbarino from um, yep. Welcome Back, Cotter, mixed Welcome with back, Hotter. a little Ray Romano, because I caught a little of that nasally Ray Romano in there. So I'm thinking that
0: voice in the background coming from your nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little,
1: a little, a little. Uh, uh, Barber. Hey, wait, Vinny Barbarino. Billy Gabarina. Hmm.
0: Yeah, very close. Very close. Which they actually make fun of that dude in the movie.
1: <laughs> they do. And I didn't know that until I was doing my research <laughs> later. It's funny. But uh, yeah, that Zeeves, no. Zeeves did make me laugh. And um, I'll throw it in now. So I, I was watching the movie for one of the other times, getting cuts. And Lynn was, my wife Lynn was in the background doing, uh, I think she was folding laundry or something. And she was right away, as you would expect, right? Like, <laughs> what are you watching? You know, like yeah, dismissal fuck, dismissive. Dude. Like really that yeah. is that what you guys are doing? You know, that whole thing. But I'll tell you what, man, she did. I did look back a couple times cause she, she heard me laugh. I'm in the back. I'm in the, I'm watching it like this. <laughs> I'm over here laughing and shortland and stifling and, uh, I did catch her laughing a couple times. I looked back and she was smirking. And most of the time it was Zeebs, because uh, for some reason that that accent really made her laugh, and uh, Leo DeCampa. It's very pronounced. Yeah, those yeah. two guys. Uh, a little bit of Snake, too, when he would do his exclamations out of nowhere. Who That was hilarious. And that's why
0: it, just, it blows me away that Caspian didn't have that same effect, because like, when Zebes and Caspian are talking about Sally's ass, he literally says like her ass would make a hobo fuck a trash can. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I guess it's just like the, the delivery method for the joke. Like you connected more with Zebes, than I connected more with Caspian. because right. He was just so stupid. <laughs>
1: well, I think they were all kind of stupid, but also yeah. fun. Fun is also, and, and I'm telling you, usually these characters would drive me nuts, right? This would be like, but I think because, because they're all doing it, maybe, or, or because it's but so over the we top, they talked
0: about uh Gwendolyn yet with her flapper oh act. <laughs> oh my
1: god! And I'll tell you when she was the funniest. She was the fun. <laughs> you're not. I don't think you're supposed. She's supposed to be annoying. She's the she's the drama chick. The uh, everything. He's an is,
0: actor in yeah. the to- Which I don't know if you noticed this or not, but a, a wraparound. So uh, I was going to talk about it later, but in every Seaver film, he he opens it up with a different title card. So it'll say like, "Who gives a fuck about Seaver production?" Or it's a Seaver skin tag. Uh, Seaver, uh, fuck all. This one was called a Seaver Talkie, which It seems like this chick it's is great. the first talkie she's ever she been is. in because she's overacting the entire time.
1: Right. Every everything she does is, um, you're going to be famous in pictures, kid. You
0: see, uh, I'm going to call Auntie and get the cameras down here oh, now, kiddo. He
1: gave him the old twenty-three skadoo. Like every well, fuck. Why am I doing? <laughs> I got I got a cut of her. I don't know why we're doing it. Let me just. I'll play. I'll play Gwen now, so you can get a cut of her.
0: Ah, so you are acting. Thing like you were going to throw us out, eh? Ha! Well done, trickster. I could feel the emotions. <laughs> What's your name, Doodles?
1: So, <laughs> that shouldn't work, dude. There's That should not work for me. That is oh. not what I normally would think funny, but she was really funny in this.
0: And, and I don't know if that was a direction for her or she did it herself, but the the pronunciation of Emotion.
1: <laughs> emotion. Dude, she, yeah. she Emotion? Her, I'll tell you so, what she's funniest though. Not the talk. If you just watch her in the background while other people are talking, she's, she's always
0: doing whack-a-doodle flappers. She's, flapper
1: she's doing jazz hands in the background. She's tap dancing. She's big mugging for the camera. You know what she reminded me of a little bit? She would be like one of the ladies in the three stooges, like a female three stooge, like a yeah, tiny yeah. flapper chick waving her hands around. And she's got this stupid turban thing on and the big glasses. But
0: oh, even when she swims, uh, she's got the, like that glitter cap she puts on <laughs> it,
1: it shouldn't worked. this that character should not have worked i don't know why she did but it should not have worked
0: well the reason i talked about emotion is because anytime in a Seaver film they say the word wind can you guess what they have to pronounce no what wind
1: wind <laughs>
0: so in every Seaver film if somebody says the word wind they have to pronounce it wind. Yeah, that's
1: funny like a whip thing from family guy yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: so i yeah. wonder who came up with it first i want to know
1: I don't know that Gwen character, man. I just I, she had no right to be that that entertaining. She should have been annoying as 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 shit, but it right. worked. It worked.
0: Yeah. So it cuts back to Leo now, and he's broken down and he's ranting about technology for oh, some great. reason.
1: And his car didn't match him, by the way. He should have been driving like an old pickup truck or something. He's driving like a Hyundai said, like, a Hyundai Ford. Sonata or
0: something. <laughs> And you notice while he's working on the working on the car, he's like basically screwing oh, something into gosh, the hood. Like so great. And he's bitching about robots driving cars.
1: That that was hilarious. I wanted to take a cup, but it was so low. But it was so funny the way he was it's how I mutter and complain too, like, oh we're gonna take this stupid screw. Oh, I gotta do his voice though. Gonna take this stupid
0: screw out and I can't find the gut dirt tool to get the damn screw out of the car. Oh, dude, he was killing you with that. Is it a that. prerequisite, too, if you're a guy and your car breaks down, you have to pop the hood and look at it, even though you have no idea what the fuck's yeah, going yeah, on? Yeah, we, we <laughs> talked
1: about it a few shows ago. According yeah, to Sledge, yeah. you, you got to put that rag in your back pocket. That makes, <laughs> without the rag, yeah. you're not doing anything. At least if you got the rag, some will drive by and be like, oh, man, he's been trying. He's dirty and sweaty.
0: Let me uh, try and help him now yeah, and see right. if I can That's, chip him. Because if not, he hasn't tried to help him.
1: Exactly. That's part of the shtick. you got to have the rag in there. But it was great. But, his, his whole shtick was great with the car.
0: And Leo has Jack Black eyes, man. I don't oh, know if I you did, noticed that. Notice that he, no. he just had Jack Black eyes for sure. Um, and that's when Thunder shows up to turn on her sexy charm, and uh, basically she's trying to snag a ride to Canada Duagua, no. Canada Duaga, Canada Duaga. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, don't matter. And so anyway, he offers to give her a ride, and they get in the car that he was just trying to repair but couldn't figure it out. But now it starts, and they're driving down the road
1: yeah he, she talks pretty pretty nasty to him, but he loves it all. he's eating it up. You can tell he's smitten with her. Um, she's She's just like a, almost a dominatrix, uh, just putting him down constantly. He's loving it, and uh, he agrees to give her a hand and give her a ride. what what dude would you mean him
0: him offering to put his lug bug all up inside of her That doesn't type of show that, that he's really really into her? Yeah.
1: That type of stuff.
0: So um, then you go back to Bloodfart Cottage. And uh, we get to know more about the body fodder and the characters and whatnot. There was a great—I think uh, Zebes did a great boss joke. Remember that one?
1: Oh yeah, Uh, he was talking about. I'm from New New Jersey, Jersey, home of the boss. boss. Yeah, I love
0: Springsteen. He's like talking about Springsteen.
1: Tony Danza,
0: the boss. Who's the boss? boss.
1: (laughs) That was great. That was funny. So,
0: so Ben is played by uh, Andrew Baltes. Um, Like I said, that character is based on Ben Scrivens, the owner of Fright Rags, Um, and. If you notice, most of the characters wore Fright Rag t-shirts in the movie. They did.
1: Yeah, I saw that.
0: Yeah. So um, that's thought... when Sally confirms her name change reason. They make the Danzig joke, which I don't even know if you caught that one.
1: The Danzig joke.
0: She mentioned something about wanting to be abducted by Danzig and taken to the third level of hell. And then once she said Danzig, all the other characters oh, they went, did. whoa. Yeah, right. Yeah, they all did. They like they all the did misfits the thing. yeah Yeah. Um,
1: I thought that Slim. Indeed. I thought that Ben looked a little like Slim from the Wacky World Lounge. I Thought he resembled him a little bit.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. A little yeah. bit. Absolutely. With the goatee and stuff. Yep. Yep. And I talk about Wacky World Lounge later in the show too. Me-o. That's crazy. Cool. Um, so you meet basically you meet Ben, Snake, Zebes, Gwendolyn. I think we've been through all the characters now. Everybody's been nope. introduced. Courtney. Right.
1: Still not Courtney.
0: Courtney. Yeah. Ashley.
1: Oh. Ashley, yeah, not Ashley yet.
0: Uh, you mean Sleddy McTrampor? Yes, her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Ben sees her while they're basically introducing everybody. We meet the now the girl next door, Ashley, who is uh, coming out of the lake from a fresh from a swim. So Ben tries to go over there and um, perv out on her, right?
1: You know how they introduce uh, Ashley was was a snake introduced her, and it was hilarious. Here's the oh, he said boobs. Yeah, here. <laughs> I thought that was great. figured <laughs> I could use that for from now on. <laughs> hey, you so, know, okay. I didn't. Up. I didn't do Snake yet. You want to get him out of the way because that's all of them. Sure, yeah, okay, because yeah, yeah. he's been talking. So here's a cut of Snake.
0: What? Who's taking my tunages, man? Zeebs, if this is you, man, I'm totally gonna sweat all over you tomorrow. It's not cool jack man's tunes. Fucking a, no.
1: So Snake was great. Um, he was his smaller part in the movie, and most of his stuff was ex- uh, he
0: was probably a newer cast member because, you know, um you want to be in a Seaver film, reach out to him. he He may put you in one. yeah, we got a shot and, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, um, I guarantee he was probably one of the newer actors. so he siever didn't really quite know what he could do yet. So sooner or later he'll be a Leo de Champa <laughs> well, I, I hope so
1: member. because he was one of my favorites. He did other exclamations like this.
0: What the fuck are those? Which I,
1: like that type of stuff, killed me. (laughs) It killed me. Um, And for him, I had one voice in my head the whole time. Rex Quando from Napoleon Dynamite. Yep.
0: You want to get kicked with somebody wearing these pants? (laughs) Break the leg, walk away. Break the leg, walk away.
1: Uh, Dude, Snake was killing me, dude. So, um, yeah, Rex Uh, Quando all day whenever I was watching him.
0: (laughs) You don't think Ben talking about it must be cold in the the lake because we're nips? Uh, (laughs) And then she coming back. Horrible. So Ben goes over once Ashley comes out of the uh, lake. He's trying to hit on her and whatnot. It's like a
1: perfect ten thing, right? Like a Boderick coming out of the lake. Yeah, it's away. like yeah.
0: a, but it's like a fourteen-year-old coming up with pickup lines. This is exactly, what <laughs> yeah, it dude. It so at the end of the conversation, apparently Ashley has IBS because she has to <laughs> go take a shit and she farts her way out of the scene.
1: Yeah, I think she got out of there by saying like, "I just pooped my bathing suit. I got to go."
0: <laughs> something. It was. It was a. Look at the yeah. shit noises she walks out of frame uh,
1: it was it, it was and they did this more than once. a lot of the times it almost seemed like they didn't know how to get out of that. <laughs> they didn't know how to get out of that particular moment of the film and transition to the next so they would just do something ridiculous and that was one of them and it really did work it, it, it shouldn't have but it really did work.
0: Like later, Ben says something about, he finishes his dialogue and he says something about the enchiladas and runs out of scene like yeah. he's got a shit. So yeah, I was yeah. like, is that in the script? Yeah. So, Or sometimes um, if they
1: didn't know how to end it, the uh, Gwen chick would just do jazz hands and get in front of the camera and then dance away. In the middle yeah. of the talk, she would just dance out and that would be the end of the scene.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so good. Uh, so that's a Seaver staple, I would assume. That's awesome. So it then cuts to Leo and Thunder traveling, apparently driving through space.
1: Uh, Did the, you see the, the background the, the, in the car? The green screen was slightly off <laughs> on, on on the driving. I, I hope that was on purpose. I, I gotta imagine that was on purpose.
0: It, it kind of reminded me of like those old viewfinders you had as a kid, where you'd put the circle disc in and you oh. click the click the button and it would change scenes. So it was like it would be like the nebula, some star formation, then Jupiter, then Mars, then you know, then Leo de, the de Champa. <laughs> Leo de Champa, just arguing with Thunder about. Going out to Bloodfart Lake because it's doomed. That tells you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, now he finds out where she's actually going and he's telling her, No way, not going to happen. You're, oh, yeah. And something else. And they have an argument about the, the curse at the lake, which we've already heard about the curse. So now he's giving it to her. She's already aware of it and doesn't care. Um, and she wants to keep going.
0: So she punches him out of the car. And I sent you the clip. So, I don't even know if you watched it. So great. It of course like, I did. Yeah. He's like, I fell on my weird out. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then she, like, farts on him and drives away or something. Drives
0: away. <laughs> she literally rips ass on him and drives away. Yeah.
1: Because he's, not, he's so, not willing to go there because uh, of the right. curse.
0: But Leo's got a heart of gold, and he's got a boner of bronze, I'm sure. Right. Because
1: he's going to go help her anyway. <laughs> a heart of gold and a penis of iron. He's going to
0: go help. Because, <laughs> you know, he's only thinking with his dick. Yeah. So, um... That's when they cut back to the cabin and they start making fun of the actual actors in the film. So one of the names of the actors is Billy Garbarina, and so they're talking about actors and they say, uh, I think Sally says, "Who's the poor man Skeet Ulrich?" and, and I think Snake comes into the scene. And he's like Billy Garbarina, yeah. so they're actually making fun of the actors in
1: the film. Another point they uh, when they talk about how small his dick is, getting out of the water, they say it's like it's it's as small as Garbarina Billy or something.
0: Garbarina's dick. Yeah. Talk about, like, dude, if somebody wrote a movie and put my name in like that, I would be just smitten. I would be so off.
1: So if I made a movie and, and then, like, someone shit themselves, I was like, you just docked your pants. You, you, you would be so happy with
0: that? <laughs> oh, I'd be smiling from ear to ear. Oh, my God. Good to know. Um,
1: I'll work that into that script I'm then, writing.
0: And then Ben and Gwendolyn are swimming, and they had the uh, dialogue about how um, Leonard 1 through 5 were destroyed by Gwendolyn's mom's period discharge.
1: Oh my god, it went places for <laughs> she sure. was
0: in a movie called uh uh Oreo. That was uh, funny.
1: To... <laughs> I wrote that down. That was so funny I wrote that down, dude. So yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, go ahead, Doc. I didn't Sydney, mean to interrupt.
0: She, she was in a movie where Sidney Poitier and LeVar Burton raised a... A white girl. You know, like a little orphan Annie, basically. Raised a little white the movie girl. Uh, uh Oreo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh my goodness, (laughs) that was some top notch. (laughs) That's top notch for me right there,
0: dude. That's comedy fucking gold. I got. I got
1: to send you a picture of my notes because it's all in caps with like exclamation points and circles around it. Uh oh, Oreo.
0: (laughs) I was writing it and circling it, and (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I thought for sure Gwen was going to get it there, but alas, she will not die. And they go back to more dialogue, wacky zany dialogue at the cabin. Um, Ashley meets everyone. So we do too again. Yeah. So when Ashley walks into the cabin, everybody has to introduce themselves and talk about their character or whatnot, but you were fine with it. I was just like, okay, I know this already. Uh, Yeah. It didn't
1: matter to me. Yeah.
0: And then I don't know if you caught this or not, but did you catch that weird ass jump scare that he threw in there Mm, after that scene? Which one? So it's like all the characters are talking, then he cuts to an exterior shot of the cabin at night and it's just the cab and i'm like what is going on here and then he zooms the camera in and there's like a uh, brass strings like strike like you know psycho or i'm like ring for no reason
1: if if that was meant to be a jump scare it was
0: it didn't work on me cuz It didn't. was just, it was the weirdest thing dude like the camera just zooms in you get the the reek and then the scene ends so like, that's ah, probably
1: that's just weird. another uh and i did notice a few uh, uh moonshot transitions i bet you that was just another yeah. weird oh, way yeah. to transition Absolutely. from one scene to Looking the next at you can
0: join yep um, and then Caspian comes down and invites everybody to an Ernest P. Worrell movie marathon. Yeah,
1: Also good for a doc movie night. I would also accept <laughs> yeah, that. For, yeah. Uh, oh
0: yeah. And then of course he cancels it, which disappoints everybody. Including dude. They me. Were so mad. At everyone, <laughs> including the viewers. Yeah. Yeah. So he's an Ernest Indian giver, I guess, uh, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. Okay. So, um... I, I would say that the one Ernest movie that I hadn't heard of yet, but it's on my list now, is Ernest T-Bags Vern. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: that was the end of his long list of of, Vern, of uh, Ernest movies. Was good. Here's
0: all the Ernest movies we're going to watch, and then at the end he says, Ernest T-Bags Vern, and everybody was like, wow, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, so instead of the uh, Ernest P. World movie marathon, they do a ghost storytelling session. Um which is a perfect segue into telling more about Jimmy Van Dam, I guess, and uh, you know share his legend again.
1: Yes and no. I mean, that's he, they, he tells them exactly what Leo did in the beginning, almost word for word, the exact story, um, which they've already heard, but they acted surprised. Um, that that part portion of the movie right there, I think, a flashback. Or, or even a voiceover. If he was doing the voiceover for an actual Jimmy story, that would have added a lot to the film for me. Like, give me a little piece of visually what happened to Jimmy, a little fire, or, you know, scarecrow burning. Um, missed opportunity, I think. On that, it would have right. made the scene more fun. And
0: it's really not hard to burn like a it's scarecrow not, mask.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't think it would have been that tough. It was everyone was masked anyway. Could use the same actors, but just get the cornfield or get something resembles it, a little fire. Missed opportunity. Little flashback. Little voiceover. I think that I, I would have enjoyed that more than just a retelling. Um, from earlier well,
0: that's one thing that i did notice while i was watching the movie and i actually you know noted it is that you come to these movies for the style not yeah the right substance. right right
1: you're right you know what i'm saying correct
0: like even even though we've heard that story before it's being told by caspian it's being told very um actively and over the top right and then i sent you the clip of this too. at the end of the scene he raises his hands and somebody from off screen pulls him out right. of the shot <laughs> yeah the
1: Right, another great transition. <laughs> Unexplained, who cares?
0: Like, no idea why that happened. I, you would never expect that in a million years, but that's why you come to, to right. watch these movies. It's right. be, the style, not the substance. Right, you're you know right, yes. Because we've heard the story a million times. I just want to see how it's handled by Chris Seaver and his group of friends <laughs> that yeah. are doing it, you know? Um. Uh, by the way, uh, the story that he told is, I was thinking it's like a wackadoodle wacky world lounge Captain Insano story that would be perfect for like wacky world lounge by yep. R.S. Sterling because yeah. that story was absolutely oh, he went into the cornfield to find a wormhole so that he could go back in time and become a bipedal monster it was just nuts the story yeah. he was telling
1: yeah blended sci-fi and 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 all kinds of weird stuff together and other movies uh, it was and, and then at
0: the end he just crawled up in the uh, scarecrow and burned alive
1: yeah And the guy's telling the story with like the flashlight under his chin classic, you know, ghost telling everything, what you expect.
0: So, uh, like I said, though, that story is also very Friday the 13th, very burning because, I mean, Friday the 13th, he died because the kids were, you know, making out and not watching him swim. Sure, this sure. one, the kids actually killed him. The burning, they burn a, the janitor alive and don't help him. All the kids laugh at him, and then he comes back and kills them all. So sure. same thing.
1: Children right? of the corn, maybe? A little cornfield action?
0: Yeah, yeah. The blend kids a, attacking, burning down the fields.
1: Blend, bend, um, uh, blend it all together, and you got terror at Bloodflower. Blood
0: <laughs> and then Vanderbeek attacks Snake. Uh, and then, dude, the, the killer, the scarecrow killer is very effeminate. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll reserve judgment on that for later, but yes, he was
0: very a effeminate and he, uh, very verbose vocabulary. So, uh, and he was almost like an over the top Freddy Krueger from nightmare on Elm street with all uh, the quips, quips at the end of the kills and whatnot. Dr. Giggles you know what
1: or any of those. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, and then you get some crappy gore that was just fine for me. It, I think it was the gore fine. in this movie, fit perfectly.
1: I'll tell you what made that fun. Uh, it was the snake's reaction to everything. He's like,
0: "Oh, I'm bleeding, gnarly dude."
1: You know, like his almost like a like a greasy strangler when they're telling you what's happening.
0: Um, you're like, "You're getting me from the yeah. inside out and pulling oh, my innards from st- my butthole." You're stabbing
1: me, and I don't like that, dude. Which was funny, you know. So they so, made so they made it fun. He sticks
0: his hand up, which is clearly a wax hand of some sort, yeah. and he uses a. Wood saw to cut his fingers off, which later when he's handling the fingers, you can see they're hollow. So yeah. they're like, you know, makes, party city eat he makes
1: him eat his fingers too, doesn't he? Like, cuts his fingers off and jams them in his
0: mouth. He jumps, he's like, I don't want to eat my fingers, bro. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to taste my own finger licking. <laughs> it's, whatever. it's fine. It did matter. A corn cob. He shows that corn cob right in his eye, and yeah. it's just so sticky. It's a super Bert.
1: close up so that you, you know it's done on purpose because this is ultra low budget. Um, I think they spent more money on leo's mustache than they did on the gore in the movie <laughs> is it,
0: it, it was basically a corn cob cut in half shoved up to the guy's eye socket and some, and blood put some ketchup and on like, that yeah yeah <laughs> and then, oh you're stabbing
1: me bro not cool it was it was it was, was it was totally it fine, was fine. It. i was no problem yeah. with it either yeah Yep.
0: So my, now, my uh, issue it,
1: actually was with the killer the killer personality uh my issue was that i didn't enjoy uh the killer's one-liners. I didn't enjoy it the way he. I think they. I think they could have done something different with the
0: killer. His one-liners were worse than Jack Frost. And they were bad. They were bad. Now that's what I call cornholing. Yeah. 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 Toodaloo, whiskers yeah. should have tried the South Beach diet. <laughs>
1: so uh, just
0: just to talk about the tone shift, we cut from you know snake biting the dust and it cuts right to Caspian beating off and <laughs> Yeah.
1: And I think just time-wise this movie like you said it's a short movie. Um that's you don't get that kill until 40 something minutes in so you got It's late in the movie. You're yeah. going through a, you're slogging a through of to to a lot to get yeah. yeah.
0: If you're a gore hound this is not for you. No, no. Yeah. So um so Caspian's beating off and Ashley interrupts him and talks about how horny she is. I, I really don't know what happens there. Does he fuck Ashley no, to hell? No, that
1: was a dream sequence. It just wasn't explained properly because that cuts to Ben waking up and going oh, for breakfast. Oh,
0: Okay, so Ben was dreaming. Yeah, that it he wasn't very. Yeah. Okay, it, it yeah. wasn't.
1: It was. Yeah, whatever.
0: Okay, I was totally like, what the fuck? And then when I saw Ashley later, I was like, well, now we know what we know, and then Ashley's here. like, what was that scene about? Yeah, no, yeah. it was
1: Ben's Ben's nightmare because he likes Ashley, and she was coming on to what's-his-name, Caspian.
0: I'll tell you, the only thing this cottage or Bloodfart Lake is cursed with is passion because <laughs> Ben's dreaming about Ashley fucking Caspian, and that makes Zebes and Sally super horny, so they decide to go out to the woods to fornicate as well.
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: and then at that time, Thunder has just arrived at Bloodfart Lake, and she walks around a bit, and uh, Lou gets ambushed by the the crazy Scarecrow Killer. At this point, right. Um, and then I don't know if you noticed this or not, but as Lou is walking through the woods, he is singing a redneck version of Ace of Base. I saw the song. Yeah, he was.
1: Yeah, no, that was uh Zebes,
0: I, I believe. <laughs> nope. that was Lou. Lou, Lou was sing. Zebes was singing the song like. It was some, like, 80s rock anthem. Oh, it was Leo. Lou, Leo,
1: Leo, not Lou. Leo. Yes, Leo. De Leo, Champa, sorry. Yes. Leo, yes. Yes, he was singing. In the A- yeah, I know. I caught, I did catch that, and it was funny. Sorry about that, man. It's okay.
0: But what's funny is when I saw another low-budget pictures film with Lou DeChamp in it, he was doing the same thing.
1: Uh, well, I mean, if it works, <laughs> why well, get yeah. rid of it?
0: I wish you had a clip of Lou DeChampa singing "Ace of Base." I, I wish the I did sign too. As a retina, Th- there's yeah. everyone's
1: reason to go watch the movie. It's only an hour long, so there you go.
0: Yeah, go check it out. Um, so that's when, at some point, Lou shows up, and that's when um, Thunder boobs and they do fuck mastics and they have sex in the woods for some. Boobs.
1: Yeah, that happens. <laughs> no complaints, by the way, on my side. There it was,
0: and I was, I did not expect a money shot. I, didn't. I did not expect.
1: <laughs> I didn't expect. That's as a matter of fact. To get Danny to watch this, I fast forwarded right to that and said, "Here's a good part of the movie." And I showed it to him. He's like, "All right, man, I'll go check it out."
0: <laughs> I sold it
1: to him with the jizz. <laughs>
0: Oh my God, it was just so out of place. You're not expecting it. And he just goes all the way and does it, dude. No,
1: I was totally expecting why my wife or kids to walk in at that exact moment too. Cause it's like, oh, this is ah, what yeah. happens. What the fu- yeah.
0: Like uh, when the fuckman was raping the priest and my yeah. wife and her friend came home and yeah. like, what are you watching? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um I guess Zebes and Sally have already made Sweet Sweet Love in the Woods once already. So Zebes wants to do it again, but Sally says he needs a rubber. So while he goes off to get a rubber, she lubricates herself with literature and starts reading goth books yeah. to get yeah. moist. <laughs> yeah. As you do. Yeah, of course. Uh and th- at that point, Zebs gets cornholed. Um, and basically he shoves the corn cob up his ass and out his dickhole. Yeah. <laughs> Which it, is not our first foray into dickhole uh damage. It is not. that <laughs> yeah. a couple times now. Just, like how many people can say that sentence? I've seen a lot of dickhole trauma in yeah. my Make uh, that, that's viewing. a
1: that's a shocker not staple right there <laughs> but it was funny because when he was killing zeebs he's like hey yo you're killing me oh my god i got a cone in my dick
0: hole oh my god <laughs> it's, pretty good. it's great." i'm closing my eyes and that's i'm seeing zeebs i'm not seeing you. i'm not that's known it. for
1: i'm not known for my impressions but this movie really
0: <laughs> spot on mate like holy shit
1: zero practice on any of them by the way zero so
0: <laughs> and like i said while this is happening you have zeebs shouting out dialogue like that. You've got the worst black metal you've ever heard. Like, literally, some dude recorded it on a, a fucking toilet paper to- roll <laughs> in his bathroom. That's what's happening in the background, and it's so stupid and perfect, man. Yeah, it's super great. Uh, so... Um, And then Vandekamp's, he liposucks Sally to death. That I liked.
1: Actually, that was one of the most fun kills in the... I thought it was one of the most fun kills. So
0: imagine you're in the middle of the forest. You stumble upon this uh, plump lady who's reading a book, waiting to get cornholed by her boyfriend.
1: Reading Twilight fan fiction.
0: And he has a liposuction machine that he shoves up to her gut and starts sucking fat out. And then he... Shoves the tube into her mouth and forces her to eat it.
1: He switched Mega Maid from suck to blow and had it, and put the yeah. and put the uh lard so back.
0: Actress with a with a hose in her mouth with whipped cream all around it.
1: <laughs> it was, it was fine. It was ru- it was ruined by the one liner at the end. That that but the the it was one of the better kills I thought in the movie. Besides the last one, I think that that was probably number two for me.
0: So it juxtaposes her getting that white creamy stuff shoved down her throat with Lou at that point, jizzing on that lady's face. <laughs> Leo.
1: Yes, Leo. Is it Leo or Lou? I Sorry, Leo. Le- Leo DeChampa, yeah.
0: yeah. Okay, Leo De Champa. So, yeah, so you had those two shots together, so it's just, it's cinema, magnifique.
1: That's some expert editing, if you ask me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so now that. Uh, Thunder has had a proper dicking down. She's ready to uh, go on the mission and uh, cure the curse of blood fart. Yeah,
1: she needed to get charged up with sex for some reason, but that was cool.
0: So, Ben discovers Gwendolyn has been knocked out, and then he gets knocked out by a wiffle ball bat. Yeah. Straight up, just a yellow wiffle ball bat knocks him out. And Caspian has them tied up. Uh, we discover that he claims he's the killer. So you have that, like, okay, I knew that all along, right? But then you get the curveball because yeah. you get the scream reveal. Yeah. That Caspian and the Scarecrow are working together. Yeah. There are two killers.
1: Well, Caspian said he had never killed anybody to that point. He was, he had resurrected uh, Jimmy. Um, but what was it? He found like a little Bible or something. It was pretty funny. Actually, it was a little. He light. said he found
0: a, a. He said he found a work of fiction, and he pulls out a pocket <laughs> <Little> Bible. <laughs> yeah.
1: He said he used the work of fiction to he used resurrect. The
0: incantations it. Yeah. to to bring him back from the dead. And so it's the uh, it's so, the
1: demon form of of Jimmy and the Scarecrow um, was doing the killing. He was he was the as the Quinn said. Oh, he's you're all the puppet, and he's the puppet master. See, So it was one of those.
0: <laughs> yep, and so. Still, no sense is being made of why he's trying to kill everybody here, but whatever. Yeah, that's right. Um, Thunder and Lou come in to save the day, um, and then we find out that Thunder is Caspian's sister. So, clearly their parents were hippies, because who names their kids Caspian and Thunder? Caspian
1: and Thunder are pretty down-ass names. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. And, he had, and she's mad because Caspian killed the, their parents, right?
0: Yes. Because Over g- a slight... Because uh, Thunder would always get what she wanted, but Caspian never got anything. Like she got so. the Jordache
1: jeans, and he got capris, and she got the <laughs> Prince tape, and he got like some pirate chanties or
0: some something. Skeet, Captain Skeet and uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Shinglehammer Moppers <laughs> yeah. or
1: something. <laughs> Emmett Otters Jug Band Christmas. <laughs> or and
0: his parents knew he was the biggest Prince fan, so he killed his parents <laughs> because he didn't get that tape. She could have shared ring.
1: it. Huh? She could have just shared it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she said she didn't want to didn't she he yeah. even said that you could have shared it with me and she's mm-hmm. like well it was my tape yeah. it? so it's just a completely ridiculous reason for doing that which i'm okay with. Uh, yeah but it's, it's just, no problem <laughs> yeah
1: this ain't that um, type of a movie if you're looking for the lore <laughs> it ain't that type of movie
0: it, if if nothing else it's fucking wholly original man yeah wholly original um so thunder smokes uh, the scarecrow with the BB gun, clearly. Totally. BB
1: gun. <laughs> total BB gun. I could see the little mechanism for like loading the BBs and, and, and pulling the back off. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I don't know what um, Foley
1: work they were using for that gunshot, but that ain't a gunshot. <laughs> that was not
0: good. That was not a gunshot. Uh, somebody like, it was playing like, football, maybe. It was like,
1: whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> Those
0: <was> are the gunshots. <laughs> but, you know, she's not a good shot either. She's no Lena Michalix because uh, she apparently didn't kill him. And he knocks her out and carries her away out into the woods for mortal combat. So we literally have a fist fight between two characters in the middle of the woods.
1: A Kung Kung Fu battle. Leo gets into it. Thunders in it. Um I think that's when Gwen gets her final scene. Is that about that time?
0: Yeah, Caspian kills Gwen, right?
1: Yeah, it was, a, it was a elongated death scene, which shouldn't have worked again. It did.
0: <laughs> yeah, she was so, Caspian kills Gwen, and then it cuts to black and white, and she has her her shining star moment, yeah, her yeah, death scene, yeah. which is filmed like an old death scene where it took people like 10, 20 minutes because they had to say their last rites and send everybody off. Yeah, that <laughs> oh, was
1: great. It was so funny.
0: <laughs> I mean, she's I supposed, she made, she's supposed she to be Billy annoying. She joke at some point during that, I think, oh, too. so great.
1: She's supposed to be annoying, and it worked really well. Um, the death scene was great. It was like you said, it was her moment to shine, but it also was a, a nice little transition in the middle of the fighting to like some black and white acting. It was really funny. It was done well. I liked it.
0: Yeah. I'm totally like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. But you know, if you're a fan of films, man, you're gonna catch on to it. If not, you're gonna be totally lost. Yeah. <laughs> so uh you get more corn cob carnage. Um and then you get the uh I think what does Casmin say? Or no, Lou says, uh Yo. Jimmy Van Brunt and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Every kills him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they ca- captured Caspian, and uh, and then in order to vanquish Bloodfart Lake of this curse, what has to be done by Thunder, Steve?
1: Uh, she had been training with the um, Yetis of the Adirondack, or the Sasquatches. Yes. I think yes. so the Sasquatches yep. of the Adirondack. Oh, this is from memory. She had, <laughs> She trained with the Sasquatches of the Adirondack, and she had... Uh, what was it? What type of leeches was it? Um, Shoot.
0: Demonic leeches? Demonic, or but, like that? It, but it
1: was like, uh, shoot, piranha leeches or something. She has pir- hang,
0: hang with us, audience. Hey, it's it. It,
1: it, it's, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. The only way she could really get rid of the curse and make sure he doesn't do this again was by jamming Caspian's full body up her ass so that the vampire leeches could disintegrate his flesh and he'd be nothing left they're but living in her bowels bones. living they're, they're living they're in, living her, in bowels. her bowels and she learned this from the sasquatches of the adirondacks i that, that's the best i got out of it
0: so basically in a nutshell caspian has to be shoved up her ass devoured by demons that reside in her leeches demon leeches yeah. and then she has to shit that pile back out onto the ground to vanquish him forever and that's exactly what she does. I had
1: I had zero issue with the effects you used to create that. By the way, did you? I, I that no, was not all, that's dude. like that the only exactly way that, that is how you should do that. That's it.
0: Lou and Ben pick him up, shove her, shove him up her ass. She kind of wiggles around, does a you know a snake or a zeeves like oh I'm develop you know devouring him in my guts right now. Blah blah blah. It's happening. You know the ancient prophecy has been foretold and then she shits out a pile of like ground beef and bones, bones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that what she said before she did it is exactly what happened yep and that's that dude like yeah. talking about talk about going out with big ideas man
1: the 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 best part to me is during the credits. Uh, it, you know, my screen popped up with the what's next or whatever. It said, "If you liked this, you might like Happy Gilmore."
0: <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't <laughs> say like Return to Bloodfart Lake, which is a thing that I'm going to be watching for sure. No,
1: it's Happy Gilmore. That was pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: kudos to Seaver,
1: man. Yeah, man. This like. this is uh, this is a definitely a Doc and Steve movie. Uh, I know a lot of a lot of the guys out there. I'm telling Dave, don't watch this one. But um, Gene. No problem, Sledge. No, you know you could pretty much go down Aaron the line. Would love Aaron it. would love it. Jeff would love it. Yeah. There's a love, there's a love hate going on here, but for for me and you, uh this is this is what we were made for. Really, well, this dude, is think us. about
0: it. That's the spark for these low budget independent films, too, man. Like you're not gonna see that with a Warner Brothers movie or a fucking <laughs> Disney movie. Disney. You're not gonna see some guy get shoved up a chick's ass and devoured and then shat out like that that's uh, what makes those indie movies is because yeah. they have to push the boundaries just to have something unique and original to say
1: no matter how many letters doc has sent disney still will not do that death scene and i know you've been pestering them <laughs> for years it's not it gonna get out. a
0: disney live action remake of terror at blood Lake? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god
0: yeah uh, that's so, a, that was a so great hour talk- by the
1: way. that was a fun hour
0: Fun hour and 13 rippers, man. Yeah. Um, so we talked about some of the Seaver staples. The title cards are always different. Uh, he has Sky Music, The Wind in the movies, uh, made in 48 to 72 hours. He has 60 to 70 films. Um, one of the things I don't know if you know about or not, but in a lot of Seaver films, he tries to work in pictures of John Stamos in the background. Nice.
1: That's awesome. <laughs>
0: uh, that's good. Uh, so like, he had one movie where the uh, killer was a John Stamos uh, obsessed like stalker that's who great. had a mullet just like Uncle Jesse. Oh, that's from House. <laughs> oh, and also um, enchiladas are always which it, oh there you saying go. that's going to spoil a question later. Okay, uh, but talking about those damned enchiladas is always one of his staples okay. in his movies as well. That so makes I've sense because that was kind of that side. was
1: kind of abrupt. So I, I I understand now why that was there.
0: Okay, cool. All right,
1: All right let's do that's wait, 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 it, man. Let, let, let me do this.
0: I've got some good news
1: and I've got some bad news. All right, Doc-a-later. You first. No, it's always you your first, first. It's always you first at the end.
0: Okay. All right. So, uh, my good news is that everybody involved in this did not give a shit, dude. Yeah. They gave it everything they had, uh, with the ridiculous, funny dialogue, with the overacting, um, they had to bring their own costumes They they're not getting paid, but dude, they brought it, bro.
1: Yeah, I agree. That's a, that's a, uh, that was very close to my good news as well. Um, and again, I should have hated every character in this movie. I, I didn't. That's a big no, testament. Not at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for me, the funniest thing to me or the, what I most enjoyed were those transitions. I really liked that she would just, that character would just do the kickworm and be out of it. You know, that would be the next scene or the jazz hands chick would or just dance. Or somebody grabs him
0: from off camera and drags him as they scream. out or, of this-
1: Or just a shot yeah. of the moon with, with just the transitions were great. Um, it was fun. It was fun to watch.
0: Which we'll talk about the enchiladas again for that Okay, in a good. Uh,
1: Give me the bad news. Uh,
0: I think the talking outweighed the the other stuff. Correct. Which is, the ratio was a bit off for me. I would have liked right. a little bit more violence a little sooner in the film.
1: You're you know? right. And, and if we go back to some of the other scenes we've we seen, that may not be as low budget as this, but um, I think perfect example would, would be uh, Killer Shrews. Uh, there was funniness. It's low budget. They had a hand puppet for a shrew, but they used it more and they used it uh, expertly to make it fun um yes blood blood diner that's a horror comedy we did but it was plenty of plenty of goofy um which even budget, when one of course. the characters
0: is like a brain in a jar of right eyeballs you right. Know? that's fun to, to look at right you
1: know? and i think i think you're right i think that that was a uh, that was a bit of a, a bit of a missed opportunity here because you can have fun with that uh low budget even with the low budget and uh and and put a little bit more of that a little bit more of that uh would have made this i think uh, even better for but me.
0: Again, you know, while I'm thinking about it, it's a testament to the, the the actors because they know there's a lot of dialogue, so they tried to make their characters yeah fun to look at. Like Lou, they had the sell and, it. and you know, the flapper and and Snake, they they're all fun to look at. Their costumes are perfect. I think one guy was wearing a winger t shirt. You know, they all had funny things to look at on their body, and so they tried to make it interesting. They are yeah, talking. You know? But I, but I
1: think I still think you're right. I think I think you could have gone a little bit more with the um, th- this would have benefited from that. Is all I'm saying a little right. bit more on that, and and could have done it low budget. I didn't need anything fancy. That just just a little extra I would have been good with too. Um, but for me, I think for me the the biggest drawback or the thing that I would have liked changed is I didn't like the the character portrayal of the bad guy of the um, the scarecrow. Uh, I didn't enjoy the one-liners. I thought that the other funny parts around the movie were far funnier than his one-liners. You know, they they were they were witty. They were low. They were low comedy, but they were witty. Um, right. they, were writ, they were delivered well. Written well. Um. I think. I think maybe even having him be more serious would have been a good. Would have been a, a little better for the movie, or a little more scarier. It would have added that little teeny piece of need. You already had comedy. You see, what I'm saying? you already had the goofiness. You already had the characters. Maybe a little bit different with the bad guy would have been more fun for me. Or um. He took me out of it a little bit.
0: Strange choice, for sure. Yeah, the way he acted that character.
1: Yeah, if he's a resurrected demon, just give him a little something evil, or give, it, or no, no dialogue. It doesn't matter. You don't go to full dialogue.
0: Killjoy, though. You don't want to go full no, Killjoy. No, no, no.
1: But you also don't want to. You don't want to go full Doctor Giggles either. You know. So you got yeah. um, That was my, a little
0: harder edge to it.
1: Yeah. Oh, and the video quality sucked. It, it was like I was. My glasses were smudged, and I was watching it through smudged glasses. That that was driving <laughs> me insane. But.
0: Um, guys all over the lens yeah
1: but um yeah i just i just would have liked to see different. from I, I never rooted for that guy i didn't care for him is the problem you know
0: right um all right
1: schlock star rating
0: i'm gonna give it one out of two dead villains rammed up some girl's ass and eaten alive by bowel demons bowel demons there we go
1: that leeches demon leeches um i'm gonna give it one overused piece of corn on the cob because again it's not too tough to do another effect with another prop it why right. was it corn every i guess the cornfield he died in the cornfield. Yeah, yeah deal, that's but... the
0: joke. That's his weapon. It's it's like uh, Jason's machete, right? Yeah, Or I Michael just... Myers butcher knife. That's his weapon of There's choice. There's only
1: so far you can go with a piece of corn. Is all I'm saying. You could have probably probably mixed it up a little bit. I think you some other yeah. uh, scarecrow related props. I think like a scythe sure. or something like Sicle. that. Yeah, like I a cornstalk. Anything. Yeah, a husk. Yep. Yeah. All right. Oh, is it time for this already? Uh, 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 uh. Uh, schlocker not protocol requires a quiz off may the best human moron win all right doc give it to me
0: I may have already ruined this one Uh, was Ben's enchilada line in the script
1: okay so yeah Uh, I didn't understand though until you told me so I I, I'm not I haven't seen this guy's other movies so I'm glad that you did bring it up and now it does make more sense to me why it was thrown in there
0: literally Ben gives like this whole speech and then at the end he kind of looks off camera he's like oh man these fucking enchiladas are killing me and he runs off the set So I didn't know if that was written into the script or that was like, he held the take and that was actually happening.
1: (laughs) Or it could have been a throwaway joke too. It could have just been another way to transition. But
0: I guess that is in a lot of Seaver films. So I don't know if like the actor threw it in there just to complete the circle or if it was actually in the script, but it's a Seaver thing. I got it.
1: Good. All right. All
0: sorts of fun stuff to look for while you're watching these movies, you know? Yep. To make it visually interesting.
1: Easter eggs. Yep. All right. uh, Out of these four things, what was missing from this movie? A terror, B blood, C fart, or D lake.
0: Terror.
1: Correct. There was no terror. <laughs> the rest were we represented blood. though. <laughs> we had
0: farts. We had like Yep.
1: The rest was all there.
0: <laughs> Everything's there. Yep. We're checking all the boxes. Okay. Um, is the budget so low for this movie that they reused the same corn cob for every kill? I <laughs> uh, would. I yes. I, Listen, do you, do you Chris. Know? I went to the store. We could only afford one corn cob, so let's make it count.
1: I, I think that maybe that was it. You think so?
0: Maybe, dude. I, I mean, a it's chance. a low budget movie, buddy. Low, I
1: mean, we're talking ultra low budget here, right? Maybe no budget, yeah. like no budget, like, like just friends what do you helping. Got in
0: your pockets right now. Yeah. let's do it.
1: All right, um, could you have used a little more ham bone? Oh yeah, yeah, me too.
0: Doc likes me some ham bone. I mean, me and ham bone, doc. Definitely go hang out, bone. <laughs> live our best lives. We're gonna take the shoes off now. Doc and Hambone gonna take the shoes off, and then Doc and Hambone gonna fish. This and then is Hambone pre- gonna teach Doc how to fish because Doc don't know how to fish.
1: This might be our best impression show we've ever done between Hambone and Zeebs. I think this is it, dude. Yep. All right.
0: Yep. Catching uh, our chops here. All
1: right, that's you.
0: Uh, no, I did the is the budget solo for the corn Cod. So mm,
1: no, and I did. I did. My number two. I did. Could you oh, use yeah. more Hambone?
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, do you think that I could fit up that lady's ass asking for a friend? <laughs>
1: Are you asking, would, would you like me to see that? Yes. No,
0: oh, do you think that I could fit up there? Yeah,
1: I mean, she trained with the um, Frostman of that the...
0: Squatch of the Anirondack. F-
1: Frizetti the Yeti, <laughs>
0: whatever it was. Yeah.
1: Yeah, if she's trained, obviously, yeah, she was ready for anything. So yes, you could have.
0: Okay, All right. perfect.
1: Um, could you have used less of anyone else in this movie? Do you think any of them... They all the, the overdid it.
0: Girl, the goth girl, like, I don't like goth girls. Like, that's not my thing. I don't understand that whole realm. So less of her, maybe. But but
1: But there. she's there for a reason. I mean, there's, each oh, person course, was yeah. there to, you know, whatever. Yeah. I, I,
0: from... I think maybe I saw a little bit too much of myself because she was making a lot of references that I identify with. And it made me <laughs> mad <laughs> that I'm more on par with a goth girl than... Than Ben, from 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 uh, skimming
1: comments, it seemed Gwen was uh was uh, one of the ones that people were like, why didn't she die earlier? Get rid of Gwen, <laughs> which I really enjoyed Gwen. I loved so Gwen, dude. I did, and too. she did, I loved her. Yeah, I enjoyed her, too. Um, But yeah, okay. I think there's gonna be somebody for everybody in here, though, to, to either love or hate. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, Is this movie Sherlock or not?
0: This is low-budget, salt of the earth, love it or hate it, Sherlock, man.
1: It is, yeah. I think,
0: it is, like... Yeah. In, some people are going to lap it up, and some people are going to avoid it like COVID.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you're going to know in the first ten minutes if you're going to finish this movie or not. There's going to be no.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, I, I called it. Ext- people
0: giving it a one star rating on IMDb just don't understand anything. Yeah, they didn't.
1: Yeah, uh, this for me is extreme and not for everybody. Schlock. I'm kind of going along with the with the what we've been saying is uh, you're going to love it or hate it. There's no middle ground on this movie. You know, I don't. I don't think yeah. anyway.
0: No, not at all, man. Like I can actually see Dave just.
1: Harrumphing looking his down, way out of the room,
0: looking down, <laughs> looking down his nose in disdain, just like fucking in anguish for having to suffer. There, yeah,
1: is. yeah. Oh, no, because it's so got, cringy. Just he, so everybody
0: knows it. a Gage is uh, Dave didn't like Fury Road. <laughs> so like, if you don't like Fury Road, you're definitely not gonna like this. If,
1: if that wasn't up to par, this one definitely isn't gonna <laughs> this
0: cut one it. definitely ain't gonna hit the mark, man. You're right. Sorry, pal. He found so,
1: he found Oppenheimer um, disappointing, so I don't think he's
0: gonna be digging this one. <laughs> What is this Casablanca bullshit? <laughs> <Yeah. It's funny. laughs> taxi driver can kiss my ass. Uh, I wish I had what? his cut. I got to find his old cut, dude. That was so good. I am not a part of this.
1: I, I'm going to need that for everything. I need to find that. All right. Um, uh, did you get a flick pick for me?
0: Uh, before I do my flick pick, I created a game. Maybe oh, you'll cool. like the name of it. It's called Seaver it's called or Deceiver.
1: Nice. Good so play. is this
0: going to be a Seaver movie, or did I make it up on my own? Okay, good. And so as soon as I say it, Seaver or Deceiver. Okay. Okay? grief Demons. Deceiver. Correct. A Stoic mayor on Halloween Street. I, I hope that's a Seaver, I hope. It is a Seaver. <laughs> that's good.
1: That's good.
0: A Stoic mayor on Halloween that's Street.
1: That's good. Oh my God, that's good.
0: All right. sex squatch.
1: Oh, my God, I got to hope that's a Seaver.
0: Yes. Oh, thank God. Taint Light. <laughs> that's a Deceiver. <laughs> that's real. No, that's not <laughs> a doctor. parody of Twilight that has Le- Leo DeChampa or Lou DeChampa or whatever. Leo. His name is. He's in the openings of that movie. It's on uh, Tubi. I started watching it. It's fucking oh, awesome. Dude. Okay. All right. Good. Good stuff. <laughs> it's fuck Taint Light. Oh, that's great. Uh, Heather and Pugly cockblock the apocalypse. <laughs> I hope
1: that's a Seaver as well, <laughs> yeah,
0: dude. The fact that this guy brings so much joy with just the titles oh, of his movies is testament to how much work he puts into this shit.
1: Oh man, we definitely need to re- revisit some of this stuff, dude. Oh
0: my god,
1: I, okay, what would we do like one a year? Like, let's do a hey. How about this? You want to do a Seaver one a year, like holiday special? We'll call it like Seaver Day, and we'll do a Seaver movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. All right, perfect.
0: I'm <laughs> Let's All right, find out his Here's birthday. Send him
1: a... send him an email. Let's get his birthday. We're gonna do a Seaver film <laughs> every on his birthday.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, you ready? So still got a couple more here. Right. Uh anal cunt. Uh deceiver. Yes, right. correct. Yeah. Anal paprika. <laughs> yeah, de- deceiver, I hope. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Me and this dude are so in tune, man. We're in sync. <laughs>
0: Uh, like he even says, I don't, I just thought those words sounded funny together, so I made a movie. Anal, oh, paprika. That's good. Oh, my God. Uh, I Come Blood. Deceiver. Correct. All right. That's a Cannibal Corpse song. Yeah. All right. Uh, L.A. AIDS Jabber.
1: Oh, you sent me the trailer. That's got to be a deceiver.
0: No, it's a deceiver. Is it a deceiver? <laughs> yeah, it's some other dude made L.A. Oh, AIDS okay. Jabber. Oh, okay. So it's a,
1: it's a real movie, but not from him.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then the last one, I Spit Chew on Your Grave.
1: <laughs> that's a deceiver. That's a doc.
0: No, that's a real one. No. Oh, my God. Yes. That's
1: great. Okay.
0: Zebra has a movie called I Spit Chew on Your Grave.
1: Okay. I right. see where he's <laughs> going with that one. Okay.
0: Yeah. Boy. Oh,
1: my God. That's good. Wow. Okay. Great Great trivia. Thanks, pal. All right. Uh, flick, flick pick. Flick pick.
0: Flick pick. So... You may be wondering where I got all the information about this episode. Yes. There is a movie on Tubi called Zero Budget Heroes, The Legend of Chris Seaver and Low Budget Pictures. Nice. It's fantastic, dude. It's so good because it talks about his start with all his friends in high school and his cousins. He created, like the very first movie, he created the idea of a production company called Low Budget Pictures. How he did movies with them for 10 years, went to college found a new group of people to start making movies with and just over the years, I think he's got 20 years making movies for low-budget pictures, and then he got tired of that, so he created this new thing. Have you ever heard of Warlock Home Video?
1: You know what I have, and I don't know. I, did we talk about this before?
0: We may have, but Warlock Home Video he created and it was kind of like a um, a goof, right? So every movie that Warlock Home Video would distribute was a... Um, never-before-seen shot-on-video 80s horror film that, you know, some kids, like, low-budget independent horror films. So whenever he would release a movie, people would buy it because they thought that, and it would look grainy and had all the crappy effects and dialogue and shit. But fun fact, he was making them now, making them look retro 80s and 90s, shot-on-video. So it was all the people from LBP making these terrible horror movies that look shot on video so that's it's great. pretty ingenious right that's good uh and so it talks about his history with them he talks about him directing a trauma film and the problems he had with that so there's a lot of controversy about him uh making a trauma film and all the problems he had during that time frame where like he had an anxiety attack and couldn't even direct a movie and lloyd coffin calling him up and yelling at him and stuff so it's a uh, very exhaustive i think it's like an hour and 45 minutes but man what a ton of info and just a great film all around.
1: No. Thanks for watching that before, too, because you brought a lot of... I hadn't didn't know anything about any of that, so good good research
0: like that. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Cool. It was fun.
1: All right. Easy stuff. For me, I got something a little lighter. Uh, 2017. Hey. I just started watching it, so I, I haven't got too far in, but um, did you ever see the Castlevania cartoon on Netflix?
0: No. I love the games, though.
1: Yeah. It, it's it's dark. It's not for the kids. I found that out real quick. Um. It's a pretty cool take on... I'm um, shots on, everywhere? Or? Uh, you know what? There is a little nudity in it. I'll tell you that. Really? Yeah. Uh, oh, it's a real dark story. It's a, it's like, um, you know, a Dracula, who I, I don't think they'd call him Dracula. They might even call him Dracula in that. But basically, he falls in love with a uh, with human. She's a nurse, and she's trying to help people. And, of course, everyone thinks she's a witch because it's the old days, and she's using this science or whatever. So... Uh, and it's not a spoiler. It happens on the first episode. The townspeople end up, she turns him good, makes him a better person. The townspeople, when he's away traveling, end up lynching her and killing her while he's gone. Oh, so wow. when he comes back, he he comes back with a vengeance and he's going after everybody. That's on Netflix? It's on Netflix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's, 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 uh, it's, it's like an anime, but it's not, you know, how some of those animes are not, not. They're, they're drawn that way, but they're not an anime film. You know what I mean? Right, it's kind of right. like that. Uh, really good graphics, and the story's pretty tight. Um, I even caught Lynn a couple times. Like, wow, that's like a the deep story for a cartoon. You know, it was really cool. So I haven't finished it, but okay. I did like what I saw so far, and I think you'd like it too.
0: Okay, I'll check it All out. Right.
1: Um, bu- 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 if you don't have anything else, I got a bunch of bunch of extras here for you, Doc.
0: I'm good, man. Let's get get it going.
1: Okay, so first some thanks. Uh, I, I don't know the dude, but apparently he's a, a friend of the show named Kenny. Works out at Cut Steakhouse here in Vegas, and uh, I do apologize. Your shout out ended up on Terror at Bloodfart Lake and not Cobra. You deserve to apologize. You deserved a Cobra bit. shout out. <laughs> uh, apologize I apologize for that one bit. Kenny think, gets everything he deserves. I think he was a Cobra fan is the problem, but oh, um, uh, okay, gotcha. I, well, then we we'll
0: retroactively edit that. On yeah, the Cobra yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, but friend of the show said some nice things. Uh, you know, I always like to hear it. It you know, makes it, me and Doc feel all well warm inside. So I do appreciate that. Thanks for listening, man. It was really cool. Of you. Thanks, pal. Um, yep. I did. I cut this from the last show because it was so long, but I had a couple uh, additional thoughts from murders, which is still like circling around the buddies because everybody really liked that one and we still talk about it at work even. So doc, I mean, really okay. thanks for that one, dude. But um, yep, some of the other ones that came to mind because we talked about possible endings, right on that show. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of the other ones that came up that I thought were worth mentioning was, was still pretty cool. Uh, I think it was my wife. She was saying that maybe maybe the girl at the end was a real martyr in the sense that, that she endured all the pain until the end to fake an experience, to tell the lady something so awful they would never do it to n- another human being. So she was a martyr for everybody oh, wow. else. Yeah. She, she took she the pain. She martyred herself for us Correct. commoners. right? Nice.
0: Ah, yes, it's like very that? deep. I like I that. I really do like that. Right.
1: I'm, I'm I'm. sad I didn't have it for the show, you know, but... um. I got another one that I think might be even better after that. I talked to Pete because I told Pete to watch it, which halfway through the movie, Pete texted me and said, what the fuck am I watching? So I know Pete enjoyed it right away. (laughs) Um, But Pete had a really good one. He he said that the ending was supposed to make you yearn for the answer we didn't get. Which now makes us a part of that crazy group that was searching for the answer. We're all indoctrinated. What we're a part of the group. It? What
0: was we're what did a part of say? them,
1: right? Now we are the want to know. Now we are the the, the assholes that that, mm. that are curious. Um,
0: wow, that's very deep, Pete.
1: Two great Thanks. takes, I thought, from Martyrs. I mean, that movie has so many, and that's you know, a lot
0: of different takes, man. Right? Like, Feels like such a base level bitch right now. Well, <laughs> like, we did
1: what did we do three or four at the end of the show that we came yeah, up but with. But I was okay.
0: like, man. I got to get some theology lessons or something. Man, but
1: <laughs> what a testament to that movie that so many people got so much different different stuff out of it and the ending itself. I, that was really cool. Yeah, uh,
0: nice.
1: And again, nice. if any interest in that Homework movie, everybody. watch it before you listen because that movie is totally worth watching before you listen to the show if, if you're on the fence. so. Um, yep. And lastly, and you know, I don't, I don't like doing this too much, so I'm going to make it quick and I'm not going to do it every show, but I did not end up turning the Patreon back on. Uh, it had been off for a long time because, you know, obviously took a small break and I didn't want to, uh, you know, I didn't want people getting, supporting, we weren't putting up shows regularly, which we have been for the better part of a year or so. Um, and I had been asked by a couple of the guys, Tanri had asked, a couple of the other dudes asked, and they said, hey man, you know, what can I do? So I did turn it back on because um, our prices are going up, you know, everything, our hosting and everything's been going up. So right away, I was super, you know, nervous to do it and I don't like doing it, but right away, I mean, day one, the minute I turned it back on, Uh, Sledge, Gene, and Lance. Lance even upped what he was given before, but I got three right off the bat. I'm talking like day one. like hadn't even said it on the show yet, obviously, because it's the first time I'm saying it. Um, They've always been friends of the show, staunch supporters of the show. Uh, And I told all three of them, hey, man, you guys want to jump in and co-host? Those three guys have free reign. Pick a movie, pick a day. Gene, Sledge, Lance. You're all invited. You're all invited. So um,
0: it is back on. Also, imagine a world where Doc has a sample board where I can do my own cuts.
1: Oh, you know what? I got a, and I should mention too, I did get a lot of nice, uh, Ryan, thanks for doing the show with us. If you listen to this buddy. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. I did get a lot of, uh, texts from guys saying they thought Ryan did a really good job. He had a really good voice and he added a lot to the show and I thought he, he did a great strong, job
0: too. He loves strong, masculine men. So funny you say that, that because
1: helped. the best part of that was this.
0: Yeah. I guess I always had a thing for masculine men.
1: So that we have forever. We can play that all the time. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> best part of the, of the last show if you ask me yeah, um, but yeah I, I, I did turn it back on if you guys do want to support which is great we don't take any of the money it all goes towards the cost of the show uh, it's at patreon.com steve52 or you can uh, go, uh, just go to the website steve52.com I re- reactivated that link you can support for as little as a buck no big deal just tell a friend about the show like always I hate even Word having them to out, do man. it but it does help with the show costs. so I do appreciate the guys that did step up thank you very much
0: thank you all very very much
1: cool awesome. uh, what do you think doc are we out on this one
0: I think we're done man
1: alright thank you for recommending it uh, next time what are we doing to Godfather or uh, what was the other one um, Casablanca Casablanca uh, yeah the Maltese yeah. Falcon you know, French Connection yeah. sure
0: yeah <laughs> alright
1: alright buddy I appreciate it man I'll talk to you soon
0: thanks pal talk to you soon schlock or not or not is or not is or or not or not is or not is or not not or not is or not Slock or or not clock or not is it slug? Not that slug or not not slug, not slop, slug, or not clock, or not is it sluck, not that slug, or not not slot, not slop, slap, or not clock, or not is or not, is the sluck, or not clock, or not is or not, is the sluck, or not clock, or not is or not, is the that's one powerful motherfucking dookie.